Welcome to Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the podcast. Now, interesting times we are living in. We are in the midst of a post-presidential race discussion. Who won? Did my candidate win or did the other candidate win? And I'm sharing this podcast for those of you around the world to get a perspective on how it feels to be an American in such a polarized time in our history. I mean, for probably the first time in my lifetime, we are at almost a dead even split between two ideologies that cannot be any far apart. And what used to be a minor, well, insignificant shift on certain issues have become as vast as the Grand Canyon. And where do you find cooperation? Where do you find synergy when the entire country is so polarized? And people say, why, John? Why do you think things are the way they are? How, how has it become such a big split in ideology in this country? Well, I go back to 2006, 2007, and 2008. It was the beginning of social media's influence on our country and possibly people all over the world. And these organizations have an inordinate amount of power to feed us the news that we want to hear, the news that we want to watch, the news that we want to read. And call it the law of unintended consequences, or if you're a conspiracy theorist, maybe it was deliberate. I tend to be the former more than the latter. But I think the law of unintended consequences says that social media has created a personal echo chamber for most people. In other words, you only hear and get and receive information that fits with your current way of thinking. You're not challenged to think differently. You're affirmed to continue to think exactly the way you currently do. And I don't know many people in my sphere of influence who search for challenging ideology, to look for a different perspective, to try to understand someone else's way of thinking. I don't know if many people do that. And I think it's a tragedy. I think social media has created a, a, a time in, in the human experience where if we believe one thing, then that information through the algorithms of those uh, tools that they use continue to feed us more and more and more and more to affirm our own point of view rather than trying to understand 
someone else's. And I think the divide in the country is directly related to that. And when you layer on top a news media that has one viewpoint, it only affirms the very limited access to information that people receive on a daily basis, now in some cases 24 hours a day. So here's the question that we're going to answer on today's podcast. Will the U.S. presidential race end up in what we call a pirate victory? What on earth is a pirate victory, John? Well, that's what we're going to answer today. Will this presidential race end up in a pyrrhic victory? And you don't have to look this up. I'm going to share it for you, and we're going to discuss it in a lot of detail. And I'm even going to give you some historical examples of exactly what a pyrrhic victory is. And you know this podcast is about going big. We're not afraid to talk about difficult topics. We're not afraid to confront difficult issues, to attack the, well, the whole ideology of average that infects most people. So hang on and enjoy the ride. I think you will find this insightful and valuable. So let me admit this up front. I am a little too competitive. Winning is important to me, and I think losing sucks. However, this is a big however, I also realize that the cost of winning can be greater than the result. Sometimes doing what is ethical, even though it's painful, is a preferred alternative to coming in first place. I believe that means the sustainability of long-held principles and institutions of humanity can have a higher priority. And some concepts must be protected for the greater good of mankind. And I don't think there are many other people that would disagree with that. Yet we see politicians that are willing to tear down the fabric of the same system that made their success possible. And this may sound corny, but I truly believe there are institutions more important than any individual, including myself. I mean, get this. Countries can win wars. Tim, teams can win contests. And politicians will win races. So what is a pirate victory? A pirate victory, and it's spelled P-Y-R-R-H-I-C if you want to look it up. But a pirate victory is a victory that inflicts such a devastating toll on the victor that it's tantamount to defeat. And winning a pirate victory takes a heavy toll that negates any true sense of achievement or damages long-term progress. A victory means you have gained in some form of direct competition. A win, on the other hand, depends on what is considered to be successful. 
So get this. You can be victorious in a pistol duel and die later from a gunshot wound. Did you win? Did you win? So where did this come from? Where did this idea of a pirate victory come from? Well, the Greek king Pyrrhus defeated the Romans twice at around 280 B.C. And he routed the Romans at both Heraclea and Esculum. He lost more than 7,500 of his most elite fighters. And that was a big force back then, including many officers. And Pyrrhus had no way of replacing his casualties. And his failure to deal the enemy a death blow sent morale plummeting within his ranks. And according to the ancient historian Plutarch, the warrior king was quoted as muttering. This is Pyrrhus. This is King Pyrrhus. Listen to his quote. If we are victorious in one more battle with the Romans, we shall be utterly ruined. <laughs> Here's another example. At Bunker Hill, British victory came at a punishing cost. Compared to the 400 killed or wounded for the Colonials, the British Redcoats sustained more than 1,000 casualties. And their heavy losses forced them to scrap plans to seize another piece of high ground on the outskirts of Boston. The Americans, meanwhile, hailed the defeat as a moral victory because they had gone head to head with a larger and better equipped enemy. And it's shown that they would not be beaten without a fight. And while British General William Howe lamented that his success had been too dearly bought, Patriot leader Nathaniel Green wrote that he wished the Colonials could sell him another hill at the same price. <laughs> so let me repeat that. Nathaniel Green, the Patriot leader, wrote that he wished he could, well, the Colonials could sell the British another hill at the same price. Meaning, yes, you can have the hill, but if we can take a thousand of your soldiers out, we'll give you the hill. So let's apply that to this presidential race. And I know whether you live in the United States or you live in Europe or you live in Australia, I'm sure you're following this election pretty closely. So no matter what choice of candidate you are pulling for, we in the United States are witnessing an existential threat to our election systems. That's right. If you're listening to what's going on in the news, election integrity and election trust are at risk. And what will happen when people lose trust in the system? Well, people will become disenfranchised if they no longer believe the system is fair and equitable. 
Now, here's a little history lesson. Some of you may not know this, and I know, like I said, we have we had podcast podcast listeners all over the all over the world. But the United States is a constitutional democratic republic based on the principles of a constitution in which elected officials are elected by the government to represent the people in legislative and governing processes. So just remember that a constitutional republic is not a direct democracy in that a mere plurality of voters does not get to control the processes of the government directly. We are not a democracy. That is a common fallacy. We live in a constitutional democratic republic. And in this form of government, trust, trust in those who represent citizens is essential. When you're watching people complain over ballot counting, when you're watching people complain over late ballots, when you watch people complain over when and how and what, all we're doing is tearing the fabric of this country. And yes, people said, but it was a pandemic, John. We had to do it. Was it worth it? Was it worth it? There's a sense of extreme corruption in this country right now in this voting process in this counting process and I don't think it's going to be over for a few days maybe weeks listen to Scottish philosopher Alexander Teitler listen to what he said Teitler said that a democracy cannot exist as a permanent form of government okay It can only exist until the voters discover they can vote themselves a larger portion of the public treasury. When that occurs, the majority will always vote for the candidates promising them the most benefit from the public treasury. Hmm. And when Benjamin Franklin was leaving the Pennsylvania State House following the 1787 Constitutional Convention. I love this history. A group of people asked him what sort of government the delegates had created. Listen to Franklin's words. These are his exact words. These are documented, historically accurate words of Benjamin Franklin himself. He said, a republic if you can keep it. A republic if you can keep it. And I strongly believe that Franklin knew the difference between a democracy and a republic. But here's the catch. Here's the the challenge we're seeing right now. A republic can devolve into a democracy when people are focused on themselves and the greater good is ignored. A nation that places the good of any individual over the collective is doomed, doomed to fail in the future. And we're so fortunate that our system of checks and balances is the mechanism to slow 
the decay of our republic. So there are people out there saying, regardless of who wins, we're going to continue to have a split federal government. Well, people, that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. And regardless of your political ideology, I hope our imperfect system, and I called it imperfect because it's not perfect, but I hope our imperfect system is maintained above any individual or any party because it's growing older and it's becoming fragile thanks to social media. Cycles are going to occur. Parties are going to win and parties are going to lose by design. Power will shift back and forth. So whether you are pleased or upset with current events, remember, remember that our system is designed well. We have courts to monitor political wrongdoing. And we have dissension among representatives to promote transparency and accountability. I think there are very smart people, very capable people dealing with the aftermath of this election. And again, it's not about right or wrong. It's about the truth. In other words, whether you think someone's right and you think someone's wrong is not the issue. We need the truth. We need the cleansing impact of the truth. Corruption will always be present in humanity. And since before the times of Plato and Aristotle, mankind studied politics and government to learn about the imperfections of collective humanity. And here's what I believe. It will always be this way. The interested and engaged will work for the aloof and unbothered. Let me say that again. The interested and engaged will work for the aloof and unbothered. There are probably many people that just don't care. It doesn't matter. It won't affect me. Well, I still love those people. And I want them to rest easy knowing someone honorable is guarding the treasury. There are honorable people guarding our treasury. And the treasury, the true treasure in this country is a system. A system birthed in the brilliant minds of our founding fathers. Look, we are a divided nation politically. And the split is almost equal as politicians fight for power and control on a teetering seesaw. Can you see it? The balance is almost perfect. And these politicians are on this teetering seesaw. And it's going to tilt one way and it's going to tilt the other way. But I am optimistic I'm optimistic that these pains that we're going through are going to give birth to stronger leaders. 
Leaders who are willing to go toward a fight in the name of something larger than themselves. Someone listening to this podcast is considering a path in politics to represent a strong belief and an even stronger purpose. And it doesn't matter whether you're a U.S. citizen or you're a a British citizen or if you're a Taiwanese citizen. Someone listening to this is considering a step towards a stronger purpose. And as for the United States, I believe a new generation of leaders will emerge and more chapters will be written. And whether you can believe it or not, whether you can embrace it or not, soon new names will be in the headlines. Will it be you? Will it be someone you love? So this podcast, remember, is for people that go against the grain. People that are crazy enough to do things that other people are afraid to do. And I take my hat off to politicians, especially honorable politicians. And I know there's dishonor among humanity. But the people who take their hats off and expose themselves and their past to extreme amounts of scrutiny, well, I think they're going big. I think they're taking a big risk. Anytime you put yourself out there, you're taking risk. And those politicians who have a good heart and believe that the system is more important than any one individual, I think they're crazy enough to win. I think they're the ideal example of what this podcast is all about. So I encourage you, if you have commentary, if you want to interact with me, if you want to share your opinion, whether you like this or you didn't like this, go to johngrubs.com. And there's a way for you to contact me. You can email me. Uh, I'm accessible. I would love to know your thoughts. There is plenty of free information on johngrubs.com. There's there's a blog, there's videos, there's interviews, and there's a ton of information that is there for you to download, for you to access. It is a, it is a place for people to go and learn. And that's what it was designed for. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope this has given you some clarity, maybe some understanding about what's going on in our chaotic world right now. And I hope you always remain crazy enough to win. Until next time.